millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome back to Space Trash Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. I am Molly Malshine. I am Sarah Armour, your cosmic investigator. And we're here this week to blast off into another dimension <laughs> with more celebrity news. We've got a little bit of a Mercury retrograde theme that Sarah's going to explain to us. And we've got an awesome guest. Do you want to do the honors, Sarah, and introduce? I met Emmy in 2008 and she was the coolest girl at a pool party that and i'm very rarely intimidated by someone else being funnier than me at a pool party she blew me away i i'm very rarely intimidated i very rarely have girl crushes and like that people that i'm like i want to be friends with them but i just fell in love with you i've been stalking you for many many years like 10 years i was staring i was just staring at your profile going and then i and then i am like i think we look alike too a little bit i'm like i think she could be my cousin i'm like are we related like i was I, I was really like i'm a creep i'm an eighth house creep okay she also is like actually a uh like credited producer she produced her own show on netflix fuck you and she traveled you know she traveled with like her her friends are all these like famous musicians and she like travels with bands and then she produced a netflix show about it and she's not only a famous producer now but she's just like funny as shit and so when you decided to join us here today on space trash i just was i mean this is thrilling to me we're so honored and flattered, Emmy. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm I so honored and flattered. I'd love to be the first. I'd love to, you know. Yes. Wait, what's your show called if anybody wants to watch it, though? Yes. I was going to plug, but I sort of felt like I couldn't. That's the kindest introduction ever. Thank you so much. But yeah, um, if, you, if anyone's curious, uh, my show is called I'm With The Band, Nasty Cherry, and it's currently streaming on Netflix, so That's you can so go watch it. Molly and yeah. I have been comedians for like a decade. And neither of us have the sentence coming out of our mouth. And you can read it on Netflix. I mean, Emmy, you have eclipsed us during eclipse season. That so we are so grateful to have the actual eclipser on this eclipse season pod. I mean, mm-hmm. how perfect. And it's Mercury retrograde in Gemini. The sun is in Gemini. Venus is in Gemini. And you are a Gemini sun. That's exciting. It's true. Guilty. We're talking about the Friends reunion. Did mm-hmm. you guys watch it? So it was this thing on HBO Max. It's a special Friends reunion. Did you guys watch it? Yes or no? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. I hung over. I watched it on my birthday on Friday. Um, and birthday. yeah, I was prepared to like really like open a vein and cry. And like I had like <laughs> got the box of tissues. It didn't quite like get me there because I, I, I sort of found it to be kind of, I mean, what was I expecting? I mean, it, I found it very like PR. Yes, like, that's controlled. what it was. Yes. It was very awkward. They had the weirdest energy throughout the entire thing. The only person who seemed to be having any fun was Matt LeBlanc. That's because Uh, he still moves. Oh my gosh. Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow. I needed more of them. LeBlanc's energy was so fucking chill. He was just chill. That's also 
that's why he and Lisa, since Friends, the comeback was incredible. If you guys have not watched yeah. the comeback, oh, yeah. it is one of the only shows I've ever laughed out loud at in my life. There's a scene where she tries one line over and over and over again while she eats a cake in the kitchen, and I was cry laughing. I, Randy and I used to watch that scene on repeat because it yeah, was, it, no. And he has episodes that I believe is still, it's, right. it's on HBO. Yeah. The reason you love them now is because they're actually still the best and they're still working because they're still the best. And they're so, they're so talented. I just don't really, the rest of them on the show, I don't know. I just never, I never liked the show also. Let's talk about that. You know, I thought LeBlanc's energy was great. I love Lisa Kudrow. She needed more, like needed more of that. I also found like the social media rollout to be, of it to be really sort of like, I mean, everything was spoiled. I mean, what am I expecting? Obviously it's like social media, whatever, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just found myself wanting impressed. to fast forward through a lot of it. But, and like, even the, the tea that was spilled of like Ross and Rachel actually have feelings for each other was just so like, oh, it was, it was sort of just like, oh, so you're telling me that these two like young, hot, like rich, you know, like, like actors. You are the, literally person, reading you know, my like, mind. On the climb or like thought. who spends like 12 hours together a day like kissing like have feelings for each other like right. get out of town it was really interesting how the, no one really covered that like i expected there to be a million like buzzfeed listicles breaking down every frame of the moment when it was revealed but it just kind of went over like a wet fart nobody cared and i was totally. really really surprised that they even made that revelation because so here's some tea I, David Schwimmer came to the New York Observer when I was working there because he was friends with the editor in chief and he did a Q&A and he was such a douche. He really? was so snobby. And he was just like, basically complained about his interactions with reporters the entire time and talked about how much he like hates reporters and how they always get stuff wrong and don't do, do enough research into him. And it's like, yeah, in front of all the, he was at a place with all reporters yeah. talking shit about yeah. reporters. Yeah. And he was like, I, he so just funny. acted like he had all this integrity and like none of us were worthy of his time. So for him to then participate in this very clearly orchestrated for publicity reveal that they had a flirtation, I was like, you are just the same as like Ben Affleck calling the paparazzi on himself. Like, yeah, what? Wait, yeah, but now Swimmer's a little bit salt and pepper hair and he's a little bit insecure and he could use a couple of headlines. He's got nothing going on. He's completely boring. You mentioned, Emmy, how like you felt that it was too overproduced, kind of, and it was like very <laughs> PR safe and nothing interesting happened. And but, I feel like that's yeah. because they were producing it. The cast members mm -hmm. themselves helped produce it. And you could tell it just felt like a hagiography. Hey it was like, we're amazing. And it didn't even go into the, like, anything interesting about the show's success. It was just like, mm -hmm. the show was amazing and perfect. Like, la, 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 the end. They didn't talk about the fact that it was sort of a ripoff of Living Single. And mm -hmm. I well, feel There like was a huge diverse. The only thing I will say is I watched that three-minute clip, and the only hint of diversity was, like, a K-pop band. That was the only POC voice in the entire, I guess, hour. They also had a part where they went to... All different countries and had people talk about mm -hmm. how like random people in each country say how much they love friends and it was just like why mm -hmm. am i watching this this is so boring that was They're that so was weird that was a very strange that was weird they sort of lost me i was like wait what why am i in this random like but i i will say i retract what i said i didn't mean that i felt i actually thought that the i thought that it was too canned like the answers mm -hmm. and the questions and blah, blah blah but i actually thought that the like 
the way that it was like the direction and the, the production in general, even though it was boring and too canned, I actually thought that it was like, it was a tight, it was, a, it was well done. I appreciated the, like the, the variety element and the sort of the different, you know, the, the continuity, I guess. I, Cause I yeah. like, like, oh, that didn't look good. I mean, it, it, from it what good. I saw, it looked really high end. It looked very natural. I guess the only note that I have of the three minute best of that I watched, and I did watch enough of the show to know some of the reverend. If they were going to have somebody come out in those raw skinny pants, it should have been a fucking man. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was Cindy Crawford. I bet you so hard that they tried to get Bieber in the pants and he wouldn't do it. Whoa. Yeah. I think that whole fashion show was just sort of such a cheap... I was really bummed by that because I just think HBO usually has the best writing of any of the networks ever in mm-hmm. history of television. Like, as HBO is so good. They always have the best product. And well, like, this is a message for both of you as, as the master producers that you are you cannot have the talent in charge right let's be real guys it's hbo max and they also did the bethany show (laughs) yeah sorry i don't mean to speak ill of hbo max hire me for (laughs) one of your shows so many of the big streaming services just have shitty writing and and they seems like it's a production like a what is it? The thing that Lucy and Ethel eat the chocolates off of conveyor belt. Conveyor belt. Everything feels like a conveyor belt show. I that. And now, they're I, spending I enough that. time in pre-production and writing. And I was like, okay, if HBO is going to have its own streaming service, it's not going to be like that. Cause HBO is the shit. But now I'm like, Oh, they're doing like these sort of half baked kind of. Well, it's because nobody has any fucking money. Everybody, everything that we're going to talk yeah. about in the show today, I want to give like a little bit, except for a few things. I look at this list, it's like all about cash grabs. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Is that, is that very Mercury retrograde right now? I, no. Okay, isn't a Mercury retrograde thing? Here's, it is and it's not. You know, what is a retrograde? It's like a redo, a revision. Uh, you know, we're, we're re-looking at situations. And so a what reunion. Oh! oh my God, wow. Wow. Oh, quite good, Molly. Like, do you think Jennifer Aniston's astrologer was like, this is an auspicious time to release the reunion special? Because- no, I think it's fate. I actually, what I really think is it's God. It's, it's, it's <laughs> heavens going, let's actually get super real. Yes, we can be nostalgic. Yes, we can pay them. We can celebrate the good times, but let's expose some shit. Number one, that this is what's actually boring as shit. Vanilla ass, white bread ass. The only black people on here are K-pop, okay? And the- uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? Just like, they, it, it is the most boring vanilla white people show. The big thing was Gaga doing Smelly Cat. That is not good. Yeah. That is and, not good. And Lisa Kudrow looking like she wanted to jump off a bridge the whole time. She I looks above so this. uncomfortable. Sarah, what about- do eclipses mean? What is it? You said from, from last week until June 10th is what? So eclipses are fate points in the collective. So during eclipses, we don't really manifest. We don't really do too much witch work. The whole point of eclipses is to to notice and to observe because the universe and fate and destiny are having its way with you. So things and people and places and information get washed out and get washed in. And then from that place of, of like more illuminated knowledge, you then can manifest, right? But not only is this a regular eclipse season, we have so many planets in retrograde right now, including Mercury in Gemini. We have the sun in Gemini. This next new moon is in Gemini with Mercury. And we have Venus 
not quite yet moved out of Gemini. So we have a huge amount of planets in Gemini. So what does that mean? This is a whole two weeks of the other side of the story coming out. Okay. Okay. I like the sound of that. Truths being revealed, things coming out, a different way of looking at something people showing their true colors whether i mean i think matthew perry being obviously drunk and then (laughs) he had dental surgery the day who gets dental surgery the day before the big friends reunion i also felt really bad for him because the only thing he really contributed to the conversation was i had really bad anxiety and it made me feel bad because i had to make people laugh so much in one segment he says and maybe it was just like an interview with e or something but he does say, they were like, well, were you, uh, were you abusing substances at that time? And he said, well, at the time I was way, he, it actually was a cool answer. He said, at the time I was way younger and it was easier for me to hide it. I'm sure some people knew, but the truth is I was drinking on set and I was on Quaaludes. Mm. Okay. Very, it's very vintage, whatever it is. But like, um, that's what I thought was sort of right. like, I don't know. I guess that's, I was like, oh, this is so like panned because I thought that, I feel like for me, maybe just because, like, I, like, you know, would be watching something to get the real, the real dirt and the real emotion, and I wanted to, like, it to be everyone. I wanted them all to be really crying from a real place of, like, you know, and talking about their shit, because they were all emotional, but I wanted to, like, really get in there, but, like, I I feel like they kind of baited us a little bit, because I thought that they had a soundbite of him and some of the previous beings, like, crying and saying something emotional. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna go through the, like, you know, they're going to all talk to him being like, yo, dude, we were really worried about you and you like fucking took us through it. I thought that we were going to have the big like intervention-y type moment in which oh. they all, all of their like dirt like came, you know, where everything was being drugged. Now up. that would be good. Yeah. Dirty that's laundry. Why you're gonna be, Dirty laundry. That's why you're going to be a great producer. Some You're going to be a famous producer, Emmy, because that's exactly mm-hmm. what the show needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes. do you know what I think it was? And now like, just thinking about the fact that they didn't mention the drugs or drinking, I think that they sanitized the crap out of this because they totally. knew, they thought if we get a whole family to sit and watch it together, then we're going to hook the next generation on watching Friends reruns. Totally. That's what this was all about. This was all yeah. about- This was a syndication ploy? Yeah, this was all about Walt Disney saying, oh, we're going to re-release Snow White every 10 years just because wow. parents won't bring their kids to see it. Yeah. Like the Lion King remake in CGI, there was literally, no one wanted that, but they're like, well, there's nothing else for families to do, so they're going to watch it, and then they're going to buy the old Lion King. So it was just their way of like repurposing some old IP and making it super-duper family-friendly so that it becomes even more of a nostalgia staple. I think that's what they were mm-hmm. going for. Here's what I'm curious about. And you guys can just move the podcast right along if you want. I know that we've been on for five hours and we actually have a time crunch, but I do have their charts up. Okay. So, you know, I don't know what's interesting to you guys. I want to know what is Jennifer Aniston's deal? <laughs> I, mean, I just. Great question. always people love her and this is a great segue into our next topic anyway which is the brandolina divorce Mm. i have always been team Ange because for some reason and i know people are probably going to be screaming at their iphones now listening to this i just don't find jennifer aniston to be a very authentic person and i don't know why Uh, what can you tell me about her chart is she, does she have Libra? Or well, Jennifer? she's also, she's the driest celebrity. She's always like, a be- she's like a vino. She's, her skin is dry. Her throat is dry. She does ah! she's, like, you know, she's like, 
the driest celebrity. So eye drops is what I don't even know, but she's a very dry she celebrity. She eye drops. She is having a hydration crisis. So <laughs> but then she also has smart water. She's dry as fuck. Whoa. Okay, somebody get Jen some lotion. It doesn't matter how much Botox you get. If your skin is flaking off, that's why you're going to stay divorced. Okay? Also, well, everyone on the show's faces just looked so crazy. I'm sorry. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but everyone looked oh, at that job. Except Lisa Kudrow and David Schumer looked okay and Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Okay, so what's Jennifer Aniston's deal? Tell us. Molly, I want to tell you that your astrology is getting better and better every week. Yeah, you fucking nailed it's it. Because of you. It's because well, of you. I'm a cancer son i'm a natural teacher okay but um you're right she's a fucking libra rising okay that's why she's like a great tv star that's why she's not doing anything too fucking dramatic that's why she's dry because it's just like a fucking basic ass problem that you can connect with all the people on right we all need to drink more water until diana sold me a fucking crystal water bottle she sent it to me begging me to drink water i wasn't even into it either so i get it jennifer aniston is like the most basic bitch and she is a Libra rising, just going like, hey, I'm just like you guys. You know, I did read one thing when I was coming down here. It was really mean, but it was somebody that was uh, working on the show. It was like a, it was like a blind post, but they were saying that uh, Jennifer Aniston was the biggest disappointment for them in real life because she was not attractive and that they did all these photo shoots and actually like they, they really didn't have any good photos of her because she's actually had so much work done now that like in the photos that she looks good and she looks really good in, but that actually in real life, she's really hard to photograph and, and shoot because she does, she just does look sort of weird. The work is so weird too, that she's gotten done. And I'm just saying this as like a plastic surgery connoisseur. You're a fan. You're not a hater. You're a fan. I'm a sommelier of injectables. And no, like, I mean, I that's like Molly's to- presidential platform. $10,000 for plastic surgery for everyone. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why she's so puffy. I feel like that's a common sort of thing of like people who get older. Or, well, we all get older, but like, you know, with people who are getting work done. And I feel like, I don't know. It just, it feels like, I feel like we can say that like most celebrities at a, when it gets to a certain point, they're all like getting work done. I mean, we right? can't like, wait, we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah. But it's like, I can't imagine that you know, people like Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, all of those kinds of people, that their work, that they're getting, like, they should be getting the best work out there, right? Like, well, let me tell you something. The Capricorn Moon Mars in the eighth house in me wants to put a shout out. Anybody who's listening or anybody in your networks, it seems like there's a niche in the market and, and we need to revolutionize. Because, right, if the richest people that are on TV in the United States of America are actually not guaranteed good work or you know it's kind of like the same conversation where it's like only the women have to take birth control it's like let's have that conversation like if you if you're gonna get work done let's also make sure that like it can look natural and that your skin looks hydrated and you don't like the fact that there's no way for you to get work done without it looking like you got work done that's a huge problem there is a way though i think this is where dysmorphia comes into play because the thing is a lot of the time people are getting work based on their insecurities when what you should be getting work to do is to enhance your strengths If you're getting work because you're like, ooh, I want to have my same face from the 90s, that's never going to happen and you shouldn't be getting that work. What you should be getting is, oh, I'm also, here's another possibility. Like people get a little bloated and puffy as they age. So maybe like, let's eclipse this. Maybe she's had no work done. 
But no, but she yeah. has, definitely has. She's pretty open about it. She got a nose job when she was like 12. I know, but I'm just right. saying, you right. know, hypothetically. Right. One thing, like before, I don't know what, what we're moving on from friends, but I just also, one thing that shocked me that I think would, that we would all be remiss to not mention is that like how, one thing that I thought that they were going to touch on was like that friends was like, was so homophobic, transphobic. There were so yeah. many like things in, in the past that I actually, I'm sort of surprised that they didn't just like make a, let's just like cover that so that we can just have a, a pan statement about it. You know what I mean? I was sort of shocked that they didn't mention it. I feel the exact same. And I had a similar thought, like in the same line where I was watching the best of clips and I was like, why weren't they doing sketches like black friends? It would have been interesting. It would have actually been like authentic and, and yeah. responsible, but this yeah. was a PR play. How funny that the most innocuous white bread show that didn't ever want to step outside the lines or make a splash or be edgy still had like tons of homophobia and transphobia and sexism. It was so It just kind of goes to show you though that like a lot of the time it just is like truly a product of the era and it's Mm -hmm. and it takes a really really outside the box thinker to kind of know that that is going to age poorly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, actually, it has to do with the astrology of the moment. The truth is moving forward, here's the issue. It isn't about even out of the box thinkers or any, it's because everything is business. And so, so much of the TV that we grew up watching in the nineties was actually like a response to like, it's like, even like if you watch like Hillary Clinton, it's like they do polls, they find out what polls well, and then that's what she says, right? Like it actually has nothing to do with authenticity. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with like yeah. anyone actually presenting their art or being themselves. And that is why we have a healthcare system that doesn't take care of anybody's health. It's why we have two parties in government that both don't give a fuck about the actual people, even though the people are the ones that are voting them into. It's like all of the structures and the systems. And it's why everybody in Hollywood is a motherfucking pedophile, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody actually cared what was really in the heart space or was really going on or or was representative of the people they cared about making money and this is a capitalist society and it was like oh well if a lot of the people are a little bit racist and a little bit homophobic then that's the tv we're making and it was like no deeper than that and and and, Mm -hmm. and it kind of still isn't but that's why they're that's why we're talking about their bad botox and how boring this was instead of being like what an interesting show because they are stuck there trying to keep those that rachel green face and yet, and yet, it really isn't what's going on in any of their lives. And then there's all, the funny thing too is there's all those, if you Google it, like, like there are like 30 headlines that will come up where it's like, so-and-so confirms, this will be the one and only reunion that ever happens. Yeah. They will never do this again. It's like, oh my God. So what? how much did they have to say that? To just, nobody even wanted to be there, it seems. Like, it, yeah. it's like such a money, mm-hmm. it's, it's a money grab. That's what it yeah, is. For sure. So what about the astrology of this moment is making everything into a money grab? Well, so we've talked about it a couple of episodes. If, if you're a stan, you'll know, but I'm going to say it again because honestly, astrology is fucking cuckoo. If you don't get it yet, you're not supposed to. Just stay with me. It's, it's a life's work, okay? But we have Saturn, the planet of structures and rules and, and lessons, moving through uh, Aquarius, which is broadcast, which is technology, which is the people. It is like the globe. Like it, it's the, it's like not, it, it's every individual as a collective, mm-hmm. right? That's Aquarius. And all year it is square, meaning it's in a challenging, ultimately creative conversation, but it isn't, it mm-hmm. is in a fight. It is in a, you think this, I think this, and we have got to figure out how to meet in the middle so we can turn the ship and not hit the iceberg, right? 
so Uranus, the planet of like, whoop, 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 everything's changing. You heard it on the fucking log line of the show. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus, because Uranus is about crazy shit happening. It's about fame and publicity and, and the public and, and all of a sudden things being revealed, right? So Uranus is, it started about a year and a half ago. And for the next five years, Uranus is going to move through Taurus. What is Taurus? Earth. Taurus is Mother Earth, it's Gaia, it's values, it's money, it's business, it's the foundation. So basically, our foundation, we are in a like seven, we're, we're, we're in like year one and a half of a seven year on Earth earthquake. It includes coronavirus, it includes carbon emissions, it, all the stuff that we have been doing to kill each other, to fucking uh, bastardize our actual heart centered values, and to kill the planet, you know, for the sake of money and business. We are going to get, that is all going to shift. And because that square in Aquarius is, is holding it, it's kind of like the thing responding to these like shakeups, right? Coronavirus, perfect example. It was like, oops, actually, no one's safe. Doesn't matter how much money you have, people dying. Like, right? It's a global pandemic to be like, actually, let's really think about the healthcare system. Actually, let's really think about how we do global communications. The fact that the CDC changed their fucking, I don't know if I'm supposed to wear a mask inside anymore. It keeps changing, right? There are huge problems yeah. with the safety of the people and the global conversation and communication and technology and broadcast. The, the messaging doesn't really make sense, right? We're, we're actually learning not to trust people. This is the end of Les Mis because it's, do you hear the people sing? Like, why is Fontaine even still in the show? Because we have to finish the storyline. We got to figure out what the lessons were because actually there's too many people in this cast and half of them are dead. So we got to fucking move this theater along, right? So earth right now is going through a major earthquake. It's going through a crisis and the people don't feel safe right now. Like until like mid 2022, we are going to be feeling this massive waves, these waves of confusion where we're like, what is true? What is true? Because right when they made friends, it wasn't true that it was a show for homophobes. Now that's true. I mean, no, I'm not calling you all homophobes. But it's just like, right, when the, look, when the culture changes, look, culture, culture shapes the way that we judge each other and think about each other and relate to each other, right? It didn't feel like funny when it felt like we were all regressing back into the 90s in which they were like, oh, no time has passed, whatever. And, and instead of like doing a, you know, a real deep dive or talk, I don't know, it's not like it has to be like an issue-based thing or whatever it is, but they're, they're like grabs at gen, at like, you know, the, of 2021 staying relevant or like putting Justin Bieber in a potato costume. Well, that's what I'm saying too. Like, Which, right, like, like, like you want to, to defend Matthew Perry for a second, if I was being asked to give a big reaction to Cara Levine wearing a dress that I could expect that she would wear, I would be drunk too. Also though, just to play devil's advocate, that is 2021 entertainment because that's like the masked singer, which is like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we are so like toothless as a culture right now that that is what it is. Like this is going to be a huge ratings bonanza for them because it's completely toothless, inoffensive, big bang theory, masked singer programming. What is going on is that we are really understanding that we actually don't feel safe yeah, and that we don't know who to trust, right? You really can't say risky things in general broadcast anymore like mm -hmm. it without creating a giant uproar it used Molly, to you have cut so many sh of my funny one-liners i know because i don't want us to get canceled before i we know start. but 
that's what I'm saying. It's like, right, we, like, even, even the comedians aren't safe. <laughs> like, I already have in my head, like, three things you said that I probably have to cut. And I love you for saying them. Patreon only, if you want to hear me say, like, slightly racist. Yeah, I called K-pop black. But I'm just, I was making a point, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, it's like, you know, right. It was just so white. It was so vanilla to me. But right, on mm-hmm. some level, vanilla is at least safe. Or chocolate is safe. Or specifically, whatever. If you're playing, you have to, like, identify the game. It is, but it is the time. It's not even about, like, offensive jokes. It's about the fact that, like, you know, 20% of the country, like, low-key believes in QAnon. Like, we have, like... have Being on even remotely the same page has left the building. You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. The mm-hmm. only thing we can all relate to is Justin Bieber in a potato costume. Emmy's got to go. So, Emmy, thank you so much. Emmy, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. This is the best time ever. Have me back. We'll just get into it some more. Also, you guys, like, just for fun, we should just do IG Lives sometimes because we're performers. Emmy, sorry, you're on camera. I don't. I know you didn't plan on it, but you're, on, you're an on-camera bitch. Okay, sorry. Apparently, I am. Apparently, I am. You yeah, called the shots, on. babe. Okay. Love you both. You're Thank a star, you. bitch. Come Bye. back anytime. Thank you, Emmy. Hey, you guys, welcome back. We just listened to one half of the Mariah song, and we are feeling so fucking great. Yeah, we had a great talk with Emmy. It was amazing. It was, I'm think, I feel like we were all on the exact same page. You know why? Because intuitively, we're gifted. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it, but we just like, we, sometimes it just feels right. Now, who's intuitively not gifted? Brad Pitt and Angelina. Well, Jones. that is the big. Well, I actually think it's Angelina. I think Brad's incredibly gifted. I think Angelina is a bit of a. Uh, I mean, she's so lucky. She's so pretty. She's okay. So she's so pretty. Yeah. Because she's she is truly psycho. So here's the thing. I don't want to do this narrative of the woman is crazy and the psycho yeah, in the divorce. Right, right, but right. the thing is with she divorce- She might be psycho, dude. But, don't, but she might be psycho. She might be actually psycho. Yeah, the thing with divorce is, what from what I've heard, I'm not really close with anyone who's had a divorce. We've never been divorced. We Yeah, we don't really know. Our parents yeah. are married reluctantly. We really truly, we're more of a stay in there, stay married type of family. White knuckle it all the way to <laughs> right. Kill you, but happy that you're there when I die. Yeah. So I don't really know much about (laughs) divorce firsthand is what I'm saying. And what I've heard is it just gets ugly because you, you take any little tiny piece of weakness in your partner and exploit it with the lawyers. And that's like, it's like the least safe space you can be because like the whole point of getting married is that you're like, okay, I'm going to take all my walls down and I'm going to really show you who I am. And then they're going to use it against you legally. What exactly. So what, what happened? Right. So they they announced they were getting divorced in 2016. They mm-hmm. didn't get married till 2014. They were only right. married for two years. They just I feel the marriage. I think the marriage was a huge mistake. I mean, there's no mistakes. Everything's meant to be. Everyone's living out their karma. But like them being more of like an alternative couple would have been better. But like I feel the minute you get married to Angelina, you're fucked. Why? Okay, first of all, talk about well, this. Well, let me say what the story is. Yeah, yeah, so, you ever read the story and then I'll tell you why she's she is crazy. So basically the newest development is they finalized the divorce a couple years ago, but they just hammered out the custody agreement. And 
they'd got joint custody. But, that, Angel, but it took a really long, really long it took time. Like two years of and like, when, they've been getting divorced for two years. Yeah. And what, no, they've been getting divorced for f- almost five years. They announced the oh, divorce in 2016. Oh, they, oh, oh, where, oh, so wait, when did they get married? 2014. They got married in 2014, but they, and yeah, I, I, when did Mr. Mr. Mrs. Smith come out? That must have been like, what, 2012? They were together for a total of like 14 years, I think. All right. That's pretty good. I just want to say, Angie and Brad, if you're listening, it is a it was not a failure. That 14 years is a long time and you did it. I agree. I don't think it's a failed marriage. I think, yeah, expand our, uh, our definition of what that means, but we've all been in messy breakups, but when it's about marriage and kids and money, it gets ugly. So in 2016, when they announced the divorce, and that's when, you know, the court battles started, Angelina announced that, um, or I guess she didn't announce, but she allowed her sources to sort of well, go tell all the tabloids. Right, right. Brad, she didn't announce, but she had it announced. She had it announced that Brad had been had, had an altercation with Maddox, the oldest On a private son. plane. He was too drunk and he was abusive. Right. So it turns out what actually happened was he never like laid a hand on him, but apparently he did yell at him. People saw the tapes. The tapes got released, which apparently Angelina was pissed about because it didn't really reinforce. Wait, I'm, do you have the tapes? Can you no, send, I'll watch them later, but I would love to see those tapes. They're not out. It's just been described in the different tabloids. What, so, what, is it? what happened? Just they were yelling at each other. Him and Angelina were yelling at each other, and Maddox stepped in, and Brad continued to then yell at Maddox. But there was no touching. Oh, okay. So it's like regular family shit, you mean? Yeah, they were just yelling at each other. Oh, Angelina is such a little bitch. Right. She's such a drama. Okay, but this is the thing. We don't, like, it's so hard to tell because, yes, it was very underhanded for her to sort of, like, have her representatives go and talk to whatever magazine and say that was happening. But also maybe there's, maybe that's just the only tape that's out. Maybe it did happen. We don't know is my point. We don't know who, who was right or who was wrong. And we don't know what happened because it's private. But I know I the- do have the charts and I will tell you what the astrology says, but yes, that is okay. probably, we don't really know, but I can tell you right now that I do think that Brad is a relatively normal person. Okay. He seems that way. But at the same time, we always give men the benefit of the doubt. That's yeah, why. yeah. But his chart specifically, I looked at his chart because I, I, I would marry him right away. I mean, I want to be clear. If, Brad, if you're, if you're listening, yeah. I'm, I'm totally interested. Okay. But so, so I, Brad's chart, he's not a, I mean, look, you want to talk about Emmy and, and the eclipses? Brad's are, well, do you want to guess? I'll tell you. Wait, Brad let me, is, t- let me just finish saying tell the story. Okay, tell the story. So the new news this week is that I, Angel- I stand Brad. I stand Brad. Okay. Yes, so do I. The and I stand Angelina as well. The news this week is that Angelina is upset that the she says the court system failed her by not letting her kids testify. So I yes. guess she was thinking that they have five or six they have five kids now and they're between the ages of 13 and 19 and she wanted them to testify. So I guess they were going to be briefing the court against Brad. So this is a really weird thing to get mad about because it's implying that the kids don't like their dad as much as they like their mom, which isn't nice. And something else that's really strange is the fact that she sort of pimps the kids out. She brings them to premieres. She calls the paparazzi and gets photographed with them, and Brad never does any of this. So it does make me think there is a very calculated PR war going on. And 
Brad is just like sitting in his corner producing 12 years a slave using his privilege to <laughs> like get literally get black filmmakers funding. That is what Brad Pitt does. No, I think, I think Brad is like salt of the earth, really good dude. Yeah. And I think Angelina is, I mean, I, without even saying who Angelina is, who Brad is, I think that let's be so super clear. The first man in Angelina's life that she takes seriously was her little baby Maddox that she saved. Mm -hmm. She wants to be down in history as a woman who saved the children from the impoverished nations. And I think she puts Maddox on an incredible pedestal that I would bet this is not, this is like me hypothesizing. I took two shots. Okay. But I think that she has an attachment to her children mm. before she, I, I think her children were always going to be her partners before Brad was, which is fine. They came first, but she adopted a lot of kids before Brad came into the picture. I think she and had three. Yeah, she had three before Brad three came Three from all different struggling nations. And they're all fabulous and gorgeous. She has great taste. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, I think that she kind of also all, always knew that I think deep down in her soul if it came down to it those are her kids and that's that's her like that's her uh not like bounty that's not the right word but like yeah and that's her insurance policy they're they're hers now here's the thing that dovetails perfectly with what you're saying that never sat right with me when they did finally get married in 2014 her veil was covered and her dress were covered in drawings that the kids had done what? She got the kids little shitty kid doodles. Oh my God, was it so ugly? It was kind of cool. It was kind <laughs> of a look. Like, I really liked it. I thought it was really unique. But I also thought that was a very strange sort of enmeshment to have your children, your children's drawings in your wedding dress. Dude, Molly, that's like exactly what I'm saying. Enmeshment. Like, right. That is a weird enmeshment. That is such a perfect way to put it. Right. She was like putting, like, right there between, and actually, if you think like the physicality, like there between her and him in the wedding, even. Yeah. Right. She wasn't picking a life partner. She was saying, Me and my kids are here with you on this day, and we'll see how you do. Yeah, exactly. And we will never know what changed between them and why they ended up getting a divorce. I always thought they seemed like they were so on the same page. I know. I actually really liked them as a couple. I will say I liked them a lot. Yeah. Like even the whole thing of like when they started dating with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I just was like, I was so taken with that, even though I hate cheaters more than anything in the world. No, but I totally got it. Even watching that movie, it was like, damn, they are a match. They were hot. It was hot. And remember that GQ photo shoot with all the little kids that looked exactly like Brad. I'll post it in my Instagram stories Uh whenever we launch this episode. It was the best thing ever. I just loved them. They were such a weird, cool couple and like a weird subversion of the typical Hollywood couple. I don't know. So Well, but the reason it was a weird... No, I want to say that the reason it was a weird subversion, though, is because he was so, like, you know, like... I mean, he wasn't a virgin, but he was sort of like the Tim Tebow of Hollywood. You know, like he was sort of like the golden boy. Like he takes his mother to every show. He, you know, he's actually like a Missouri guy, like down home, sweetie patiti. And he was married to Jennifer Aniston. Everybody's like girl next door. But you know why they got divorced? The reason that their relationship was starting to fall apart was because she doesn't want kids and Mm. he wanted kids. So Angelina, the most 
beautiful woman on planet earth right now is co-starring in a movie with him. She has three kids and wants more. And he's a guy who grew up in Missouri. He wants, he's a, he's a, he's a middle of the country white boy who happens to be gorgeous and talented. And I am available, Brad, but he, I think he thought like, Oh shit, a mother to the family. I want to have a lot. He wanted a lot of kids and Jennifer does not want children. Yeah. And that is, that was, that's why they have such a good relationship now. They didn't break up because of Angelina and they didn't break up because of any kind of problems they had. At the end of the day, end of the day, she doesn't want kids and he did, period. That's such a really good point, yeah. And also, like, I just think it's so funny. I, I would never, ever let my fiance work on a movie with someone who looks like an actual fertility vase. You know, I would let him and I would be there and I would find myself a role in the back. I would be an, I would be the waitress at the party in every single scene. Yeah. I, would, I, I would let him for the paycheck, but I would fucking be there. And if anything, I'd be like, let's have a threesome. I wouldn't ne- No, I'm psycho. I would, I would insert myself. Yeah. Not to be totally retro. The, I would. Yeah. But, but the, that's where Jen, I think actually was like, go, that's why Jen's like, fine, divorce me. I don't care. Jen is, I think Jen's a very old soul actually, even though she seems sort of like based vanilla i think she really is kind of just yeah she is dehydrated and she is a, a you know sort of a product spokesmodel but i think she does know who she is and i think she doesn't want kids i think she's very happy being a sort of basic ass actress and having a fabulous beach home and doing yoga by herself on the patio i, I think that actually satisfies her completely yeah you know what else i think maybe she is hydrated and she's telling the rest <laughs> of us that we're dehydrated you actually think she's perfectly hydrated. I think she's like, I know you <laughs> bitches are thirsty. I've seen you steal my husband. I've seen you thirst over every man that I've dated. So let me help you. Let me help you with some eye drops. Oh, she's like doing what I do. She's like playing the, buff- she's playing the dehydrated buffoon. Yeah. But in fact, she's like, no, you're all dehydrated. Let me give you some smart water and some fucking Vaseline, please. I think that's exactly it. <laughs> okay, that's a so- great thing. Hot take. I love that. I think, okay, so let's, let me guess Brad and Angelina's signs. Yes, I have no idea. You're gonna I have walk. no idea what their signs are. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, so let's start with Brad. Let's start with Brad because I am in love with him. I know, I am too. He's got such a cute little delicate face. I, just, I think he's just, I think he's such a catch. He is so hot. Like, <laughs> so fucking hot. Dude, he looks better. Like, I've never seen a man, even Clooney. Like, I actually am, I want to be clear. Clooney's too skinny, little, he's like a Geico gecko to me. And you know what? He gets older. He gets old. He's looking older. Yeah. He's lucky he found them all. And I, I don't, yeah, he, I agree with you. He's just, he's scrawny and he's sort of, I don't know. To me, Brad is, a, if I saw Brad walking down the street, I would be like, whoa. Clooney you know, the whole, Clooney had to basically, the whole story about Clooney is that he was like not a good actor and not even that attractive, but he basically found, he basically got in the heads of all the casting people and he became the most reliable, this is like on record, he became yeah. the most reliable guy. That's why he started getting work because they were like, you know, it, it's like the comics that like do really well and you're like, oh, cause they have their five that just like crushes. But even though everyone's said it a million times, but at least it's safe. They know what they're going to say. That yeah. was George. George George became the poster boy for exactly what you want him to be, to be just reliable and basic. And I'm not attracted to that. Brad is a can't miss, found him in the mall talent. I mean, he's 
beautiful yeah smart and talented and evolved i mean i i I guess i'm just here to say brad i fucking love you i love you yeah i also he really helps me support my thesis that quentin tarantino is the most feminist filmmaker of our lifetime whoa tell me more what Quentin Tarantino put Brad Pitt shirtless on a roof in the hot sun in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What? Oh, I mean, so, such a great, no, that movie, I liked the movie, but I loved Brad. Yeah. Like, what man does us a solid like that, ever? Nobody ever does anything like that for us. Yeah, coming off of two kill bills where Uma fucking crushed. Yeah, he loves women. Tarantino loves women, and he's here for the women, and he's helping us. He is. And one of my biggest presentations that I did in undergrad when I was doing film studies was all about how all of the action in Pulp Fiction is propelled by men not wanting to disappoint women. And it's Whoa, actually my. true. And next time you watch it, you'll no, know. that like makes me want. To, see, this is why you're so brilliant. This is why we're here. This is, I would I would only do space trash words to you, bitch. Because like, what an interesting way to rewatch the amount of times that ex boyfriends had had me. Let's pull Kill Bill, and I go, you know what? I don't know. It's fine. We've watched it a thousand times. But actually, from that looking at it through that lens, I'm now interested again. All of a sudden, I love Tarantino. <gasps> Pulp Fiction is a movie about boys being buffoons. Mm-hmm. There's even that line in it when Uma Thurman is like, when you little scamps get together, you're worse than a sewing circle. That's what the whole movie is about. It's about They're men. Babies. Yeah, you're right. You're it's about right. men being drama queens and petty little babies and having cat fights. Yeah. Right. And taking every moment really seriously and like yeah. acting in these parts that they're not even authentic to. Right. And creating their own messes that they have to then get out of. Like Bruce Willis deciding to take money to lose that, to like throw the fight or whatever. Like, yeah. Totally. And and well, also I will say this for Tarantino, and this is a first thought. I want to say I've never had this thought before, but I, I, so my issue with Tarantino in the past, Randy would always be like, let's just put, let's just, he always wants to watch. And I'm just like, you know, babe, it's violent. They're so bloody. There's violent. But you want to know something? I'm fucking bleeding out of my pussy right now. Okay. Women actually are covered in blood. We're vi- we're violent and we're bloody. And I actually do think that it part of why it's uncomfortable is because we shame like grossness or violence or periods. We're or supposed to hide blood. it, right? I actually think I actually want to say you have changed my opinion of Tarantino completely in the last four minutes, and I am moved. And I'm gonna. I think we should watch Tarantino later. We can talk about it next time. But you actually have. You have me wanting to rewatch these movies that I usually fight about watching again from this different perspective. Right. Have, He's actually a feminist. Have you ever seen Jackie Brown? I've never seen Jackie Brown. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Now we're going on a totally different tangent. But you Wait, okay. While we're on the tangent, can I tell you something? One thing that's really embarrassing and funny though. Yeah. So I also, I was also a film student and I yeah. wrote, so I had to also write a feminine, uh, uh, or I had to write a thesis about, a, a, you know, something that existed in the culture make a point and you know what my big thesis was what i wrote the one of the only papers i completed i wrote about dora the explorer no (laughs) yeah i for whatever i i was so stumped and in my own shit i couldn't finish one screenplay i was having panic attacks because i I thought that i was going to be like the next big thing and i could not even figure out like structure or format or whatever my final paper was on how dora was the only feminist character in television today. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I wrote like 30 pages 
on why Dora was the was our only hope. <laughs> I can't believe we don't have jobs in the film industry today. It's no, we're gonna rein. I just Molly, I just told you we're gonna reinvent. I want a Dora the. I want to see what Tarantino would do with Dora now that she's a couple years older. That's what I want. Oh Friends reunion can fuck the hell off. They're all pretending to be still twenty, living in that apartment and all with only white people. No, no. I want Tarantino to have Dora fucking slicing people's throats off. That is TV I would watch. But we would have to look at a lot of close-ups of her feet, and that would be uncomfortable. Well. Get her a pedicure. You know, put her in some sneakers. Who cares? Yeah. You know, she doesn't wear the Steve's forever. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes wearing open-toed shoes. And I think, you know. And the Tarantino foot jungle. stuff. Yeah, the Tarantino foot stuff is just like the price of admission at this point. It's like, you know, when you go to your grandma's house and you ha- you're like, I have to get called fat in order to get the beefaroni. Like, and you I- <laughs> first of all, yes. Love that. Um, yes. And I think Tarantino is actually so subversive and so feminist. Let's just go with this. Okay, I'm going hard. I think that he would reveal Dora's feet. And I think that would be dainty as, I think she would have a pedicure. I think that would be dainty as fuck. And I think he would have her in stilettos fucking kicking people in the throat, cutting their fucking jugular. Like, I think that he'll have Dora's back is what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to make a fool of Dora. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I think he's going to turn Dora's feet into like the number one anime. Anime category on Pornhub. Wow, this is—it's happening. Dora the Explorer, Quentin Tarantino. If it happens, just know you heard it here first, folks. It's and it's gonna be. Oh my God, it's gonna be like gonna be. You hear Molly? That's Molly having faith. You guys, it's not what it would be. It's what it's gonna be. That's what we're talking about, Molly. Yes, it's gonna be revisionist history revenge porn (laughs) where she defeats Donald Trump. Whoa, Dora crawls through the gate at the white house or like mar-a-lago and like oh my god she pretends to be a cleaning lady at mar-a-lago whoa whoa yes trump's racist ass doesn't look at her twice because he's like oh there's a little latina girl cleaning of course no well she's an assassin and then she kicks him in the jugular with her stiletto and he dies before he can even like it's this is like even before the inauguration or something like that like before he can inflict any damage we so you guys just missed it molly and i just had a whole mariah dance party and we're talking about how horrible we were at film school because screenwriting was such a challenge and i actually think we've got something here i think so too dora preventing a trump presidency is a movie i would watch okay brad and jen let but me Brad and, no Brad and Angelina. Angelina and there's a whole Okay, but let's go to Okay, so Ange, so Brad. Okay, what do you think Brad Sunman rising are? This is actually <laughs> the hardest one ever. It really is. It's good. It surprised me when I saw it. But actually, okay, let me t- let me give you a hint. Can I give you a hint? Yes. If you and Brad were to meet, <clears throat> your career would hit him in his sun, moon, rising in a really good way tomorrow. He's going to be very impressed with your Dora Melania Trump script, as I'm going to say. What's my career again? Isn't it Jupiter? Well, it's your Sagittarius. You have your MCs in Sagittarius, then your sun and, all, and your Mercury's in Capricorn. Okay, so he's a Sagittarius. He's a Sagittarius and a Sagittarius rising. His moon his Mars and his Mercury and his Venus. Ah! All pretty much in the same place in Capricorn, baby. This guy could be both of our soulmates. He's the one. Whoa. He's the fucking one, dude. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
it, the problem is Angelina is so fucking serious. All right, and let's do. Like, yo, he's like, yo, I'm the dad. Sometimes dads yell, and otherwise, let's just fucking have a nice life. And she's like, no, Maddox was on my veil. You know, and it's like, yo, man, why are you fucking weaponizing Maddox? But I do think that she made Maddox feel like he was the number one, and he is going to. Pr- he, he he's like, you know. It's just, I totally, I'm, I'm making it sound worse than it is. It's not like so bad, yeah. but no, she didn't adopt him with a partner. It was her and Maddox for a really long time. She sort of parentified him. She has the most beautiful family in Hollywood and she wanted to keep them for herself and they did not need to be with Brad anymore. And he's like, yo, fuck you, bitch. I was their dad for a long ass time. Yeah. I love them. And I yell at them because I'm their fucking dad. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let me guess Angelina's chart. <laughs> You're I okay. You're not gonna guess it, but let's try. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I don't mean to be a hater, but like it shocked me when I pulled it up. I was like, "Wow." Okay, the vibes from in this divorce have been scorpionic, mm-hmm. but she doesn't seem like a very mercurial person. Mm-hmm. Right, right. She, yeah, she yeah. seems like she shoots from the hip. She doesn't seem like there's really plotting going. Does on. not seem like she's planning. No, no, she's actually because- making some extremely weird moves. Over the, if you look at over the course of time, she's made some fucking weird impulse moves that have been like, but that's a clue. Weird like impulse sucking, moves. Sucking the Billy Bob Thornton blood. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And like making out with her brother. Not cool. Yeah. And those things are like dynamite PR moves, but she didn't know that. She wasn't doing that on purpose. No, she was like acting out of pure impulse, which is yeah. even weirder. And I feel like if you're going to plot to bring someone down like Brad Pitt is second only to Tom Hanks in people that are unbrinkdownable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Right. He's like, right. Brad seems like a genuinely like, but, but that's where it gets so crazy though, because you're like, oh, kind of from the beginning. Like, I think that she does have a bit of like a bloodlust. I mean, she is so angry at her father. John Voight right. did a number on her. Okay. And I think she hates men. I think she likes to fuck men. I think she likes to control men. But I don't think she has any, like, long-term desire to – I I think men are pawns as much as those kids are. I mean, I do – I think she's a little bit psycho, to be honest, yeah. Well, I think she loves her kids. I do think she loves – I do think she loves her kids. I don't think she's a bad mom. Yeah. But I do think she's, like – I I think – I don't think she's a bad mom, but I think that she is not a mom in the way that – we're thinking about mom. Mom. I don't think she's a mom. I think she's a mother who loves her children. And I yeah. think it's a, it's a different vibe than what we're th- She's not at the soccer games giving out fucking, you know, orange wedges. I think she's the mom of these kids that she saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're you know, saying. It's a little bit like her. It's still a little bit egocentric to me. So that feels a little cancery to me. Like, oh my God, I'm right, aren't I? Don't you tell me. Want- okay, wait, wait, wait. So I think because it's like she's she's clamping down on the motherhood role and banging it against a rock. Exactly. Right, right. With her right. claw, you know? Right. She's using motherhood. Yeah. So she's cancer. I still can't decide if she's Scorpio or not. And I think there's got to be some Aries in there because oh, she- Molly, I am so proud of you. I, 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 you heard it here first, you guys. I was wrong. I said, Molly, you're never going to guess it. And I think she just <laughs> nailed that shit. Okay. You, want, you ready for this? Yes. She is a 28 degree cancer rising, 28 degree 
Cancer Venus, Whoa. 17 degree 12th house Cancer Saturn, so a whole lot of Cancer, and her Saturn and cancer. cancer in the 12th house, she actually is kind of being like driven from an unconscious place. Saturn is like control, burdens, boundaries, lessons. She like had to have kids so that she could actually be the, allowed to be the control freak that she is, right? If, mm. if she was trying to act the way she acts with men, it would continue to be completely fucking unacceptable. But when you're the mother of a fucking seven person brood and it's your job to protect them, you can act how the fuck you want, right? We totally forgive moms that kill their children's killers, right? She yes. needs those kids to be able to be as fucking psychotic and controlling and she needed them until she had those kids she was even she actually was less normal <laughs> right yeah okay so she has all so she has her and of course she has venus conjunct her ascendant she's maybe the most beautiful person on earth okay yeah. so but but she 28 degree cancer now i'm a, i'm a 27 degree cancer son so you know but but it's not on it's not on my rising okay she's just her costume is mommy in the most beautiful psychotic driven from another side way okay her moon is conjunct, meaning in the same place, as her Mars, fight, action, fuck you, and her Jupiter, making things bigger, abundance, and her MC, her legacy in the Molly's the best, Aries. Yes. Oh my God. And why it's even so much more fun is because we have been talking, again, we don't know if the audio is going to be good enough because it was a little bit, a little spotty. But we've been talking a lot about Gemini, and we got Gemini Eclipse coming up. It is Gemini season. Will you let me tell you something right now? This wish, 11th house, meaning like public, career, fame, global technology broadcast. Gemini, Sun, Mercury. Wow. Right on these two eclipses. So this court case happening at this exact moment is completely faded. Mm-hmm. It is, ex- she does need to go through this publicly and hopefully. It will shift her perception, or it could shift uh, our perception of her. And, and, and she has a chance to sort of become a more, you know, the best case scenario for the Gemini energy in any place in your chart and at any time is to just see the other side of things. So my hope would be that by the end of this next eclipse, perhaps, this is a crazy thing to say, because I would never predict it unless I was looking at the chart. But now that I see your chart, I I think best case scenario, if she is truly an evolved person, she might actually forgive Brad and actually, I, I would love to see her make a statement saying, you know, let me tell you something. I've been through a lot of, I, I've never been married, but I feel like I have a couple. I'm a couple of people's first yeah. wife. Small. Okay. I've been through some h- hilarious breakups. Okay. Yeah. And when I'm in the, and when I'm in the throes of a breakup without kids. I'm fucking psychotic, okay? I am a 27-degree cancer sign. It's not so different, okay? And I'm a Gemini rising. Actually, Angelina and I are actually not that different at all, okay? And I have a North Node in Aries. So Angelina, actually, I should be taking a page from her in a way, right? I'm that crazy. When I'm hurt or when I feel that my – I'm the sweetest. I'm a mommy I love. If I feel that my boundaries have been crossed, especially if your penis has been inside of me, I will – I will shock you with how low I will go. I'm not proud of it, but this is a part. I'm not here to be perfect. I want to. I want to share my soul with you. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think best case scenario, Angelina sees the situation and sees herself and sees Brad in a way that brings her a little bit. They loved each other. Okay, we all saw the chemistry. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We were we were fucking horny in the theater, and it was we knew it was a movie, right? They really did have something. 
And I think she has issues around control and men. And I actually don't think she wants to be in partnership. I think she actually really wants to be alone with the kids controlling as the mommy. I think she loves men because they're beautiful and she can have anyone she wants. Why? Yeah. Of course, if you have anyone you want, you want fucking salt of the earth, gorgeous ass, talented ass Brad Pitt who takes his mommy to award shows. He's the best. He's yeah. literally like the LeBron of actors. He's the greatest. Okay. And would make total sense for her to go, okay, now you're my other child. And he's going, no, I'm not a fucking child. I'm a partner. I can yell at our kids. And she's like, no, you cannot. She's like, I bet she was treating him like the youngest. I bet she was literally wanting him to be her like, like her like hot guy that was just there. She would have preferred him to be a dum-dum that was absent than to actually have cared as much as he did, which is to get into his teenager's face and yell at him. No, parents, let me be super clear. Parents scream at their kids. That's what fucking happens. No one wants that to happen. It's not the best case scenario, but like once in a while, you're going to probably snap once in a while. Find a human on earth whose father never actually got rage mad at them for acting in a way that made them stare at her. I think Brad loved those kids and I think he loved her. And I think he was shocked that she tried to turn his parenting into like an abusive alcoholic situation. I think he was like, no, I'm sorry. We're adults. We were fighting. And no, my dad is actually a real sweetie petite, but there were, he's, he, I remember times where like just on horrible, he one time slammed the door so hard to our front, the front door of our house that it got stuck. <gasps> and so then we, so like, until the door got fixed, we had to like go around the side or the back. And like, I'm, I would, I never go out. I always get people home cancer. Right. So I remember like bringing like troves of kids home after like sports practices and be like, sorry, we got to go through the back. The front door doesn't open right now. My dad was, was a super, my dad's a cuddly, lovey dude. You know what? My mother, my brother, we we're not, family is hard. Yeah. Is hard and it's intimate and it brings up all your stuff. If you expect to have a husband who's going to raise your seven kids who he also like had to meet and then really care enough to like, like enmesh himself with them. They were on her veil, not his. But he was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm fucking in. Of course he gets that passionately angry. I mean, what does she think? And not to mention, she didn't have like a super nice dad. Like, what the fuck did she think? You're going to fucking turn him into this abusive alcoholic because he he got mad? I don't know. I mean, who knows what happens, right? We don't really know. We don't want there. But I will say this chart is not someone who's looking to be in relationship. It's someone who's using relationship to get her shit out and declare her independence more than anything above all. Yeah, because he really also cleaned her image up because unfortunately she was subject of a lot of like slut shaming and people saying she was trashy because of like the weird sort of antics that she had on the red carpet, which weren't hurting anyone, but people would judge her. Can you just say in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. their sinistry, what do you think, like sum up what their relationship was and what the the purpose that it served and why it has ended? So I think that Brad, with all of his, so he's a Sag Capricorn, right? I think Brad, with all of his Sag Capricorn, was incredible. And we were just talking about this with your chart. I think he was doing everything right. I think he was incredibly successful and hot and married. And yet, I think he was unsatisfied. I think he was bored. I think he could have gone the rest of his life 
being Jen's husband and being that hot, cool guy, but he has his Jupiter in Aries right on all her shit. And he has his mid All good shit, Angelina's shit. And so Angelina's like moon, Angelina's Mars, Angelina's Jupiter, Angelina's legacy. I think working with her turned him on in a way where he actually didn't, re- like, I don't know if he drank, like, I think he didn't recognize himself and he liked that. I think he was a really good dude, boring ass, hot ass, talented Missouri boy who took his mama to the shows. And I think he met her and he was like, whoa, what I am this? struck. And as a Virgo midheaven, the fact that she was so fucking out of control. I think he was like project. And he was like, I'm the man you need because as a Virgo midheaven, I can be the structure. I can make, I can fix you. You're crazy with all these kids. I can fix you. And then she's like, I don't want to be fixed. How dare you try to fix me? And then that was like the end of it all. Also, how about this? They were very May, December at the jump. She was 28 and he was 42. Oh, wow. Or something I like that. Like, realize that. They're only, they're like 11 years apart. So she was wow. 41, something like that. But she was in her 20s and he was in his 40s when they first uh-huh. moved up. So that makes it even more like he looked at her as sort of below him. And now she's yes. 44 and he's 56 or something, which is pretty much the same. So like, I think those, that power dynamic shifted as they both aged. And I'll say this, he's a Sag rising, right? That means that his descendant, exactly, op- and his son is Sag too. He, he, his ideal partner is, is always going to be big time Gemini because your, your rising is like sort of your identity, but then exactly opposite that. So it's always going to be the opposite sign of whatever your rising is. That's really how you do relationship and what you want in relationship. So her son and her Mercury when he met her, he was like, oh my God, it's my literal other half. He's like, I could do, he wants a partner that's an equal to do like, that's why he's always dressing like his girlfriends because he's yes. like, now we're, now we're we, now we're we, right? Because he does Gemini, he does relationships like a Gemini, right? And that's because his Gemini is where? His Gemini, so his rising, right? His ascendant is Sag. Okay. And his son, it happens to be also his son. But so opposite your ascendant is your descendant. That's the beginning of your seventh house of marriage and committed partnership. So in your own chart, you can look, whatever your rising is, whatever the opposite sign is, that is the sign that starts your relationship to relationships, right? So, so if you're a Sagittarius. Partner you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a Sagittarius rising, that may be why you dress in identity. That's why we have a Sagittarius in our Vagittarius shirt because I'm a Gemini rising and I fuck Sagittarius. I want Sagittarius. That's how the whole thing came up because I was like, Jazzy and I were broing over how much we love Sagittarians. And I'm like, yeah, it's my seventh house is in Sagittarius. I want, you know, I want, I, I only, I fuck a lot of Sag. And she's like, yeah, you want Sag in your Vag. And we were like, make it merch. And then here you came in, swooping right in as the Sag cap you are. being like, I'll make it merch. Friend of the pod, Angie Picarillo, who we should probably have on at some point. She asked what the Sagittarius and Vagittarius merch meant. Uh, and then I was like, so you've just explained it. So I'm going to put a timestamp in the description it out. so that she Flip knows it where to find it. But so she's a Leo. So does she need a Sagittarius and her Vagittarius? Well, so 
so in my case specifically why I needed a Sag in my badge was because I was just making a point that as, you know, as a Gemini rising, that's like how I do relationships when I'm attracted to. Now, I don't know what her rising is, but if she's she doesn't know uh, you. Ooh, well, we can figure, there are ways to figure that out. So you can send her to me. But what I will say is as a Leo son, I could definitely see her wanting a Sagittarius in her Vegetarius because fire signs need fire signs because otherwise they're fucking burning the house down so leo is like you know leo is kind of like the the middle fire sign right it's the it's the you know uh it's the jan brady of fire signs right so sagittarius is Marsha, right sagittarius is the biggest the oldest the best fire sign Interesting. you know what i'm saying cindy's sort of aries where it's like shut up cindy dude gotcha, cindy, i was here. watching the brady brunch <laughs> the brady bunch for four hours yesterday it's so no, Molly, you see what I'm saying? No, that's the universe. How would I, I haven't watched a Brady Bunch since I was doing Shana na 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 in like yeah. the eighth grade. Literally hours I was watching Brady Bunch yesterday. If nothing else, Molly, I hope you get out of this podcast that you be like, you're actually psychic and we're speaking telepathically. Sorry. Definitely. So people are mad at Kendall Jenner about her tequila, her tequila commercial, her uh, you know, cultural appropriation. She's got this new tequila. It's called 818. People are arguing that she is appropriating Mexican culture. I saw this insane TikTok where it was like <laughs> the most racist thing about the promo video is the lighting because she's using lighting that casts people of color in the role of the villain. Whoa. And I was like, I can get into that level of granular detail, but also at the same time, a lot of white people have tequila companies. Well, right. It's, it's like that. Like, I could get mad at her about a few things. I have a few thoughts. But, like, the lighting's not the thing. Right. Here's the thing. Kendall Jenner is my arch nemesis. She tried to get me kicked out of a fashion week party. Wait. You, wait, what? what? You don't know about this? No. Okay, you know what? I've probably told this story on, like, every podcast I've ever guessed it on. But I've never told it on oh, my own you heard, podcast. Okay, debut on the space trash old diva behavior rss feed what you yeah you met you met kendall so okay i it was fashion week it was the it was the fashion week that the life of pablo came out i was working at galore i was living my best fucking life totally i, I got to go to the the dual yeezy fashion show the life of pablo listening party at madison square garden i was in the amex box for that oh. it was truly one of the Truly your best life. One of the best experiences. Best life. Yeah. You know, I'm a Kanye stan. I love Kanye. Oh, he can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't love care Kanye. what he says. Gemini, so, Gemini powerhouse. Right. So I was, one day I was at the Life of Pablo listening party, which was incredible. I saw um, ASAP Rocky in real life and he was one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I bet he is. Person. Mm -hmm. uh, the next day I was at the Kendall and Kylie launch party for their like, middle brow Nordstrom <laughs> collection. Uh -huh. So at that party, uh, I was supposed to be getting people on Galore Snapchat. I got Chris. I got Kylie. They were both so gracious, so nice. Mm -hmm. I went up to them and I was like, hey, I'm like, look, because Galore was Kylie's first 18-year-old cover. Like Kylie did her- yeah. Oh my her, God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her first magazine cover where she was like allowed to be sexy was Galore. I forgot about so, that. 
So yeah, so I think she had she had love for galore, and Chris is just Chris is a professional. Chris is nice to everyone. Oh, Chris knows what the fuck she's doing. Chris knows where her bread is buttered, mm-hmm. and so does Kylie, and so does mm-hmm. Kylie. They were so gracious, so nice. I went up to them. I was like, "Oh, can I get a little video with you uh, for the galore Snapchat?" Because this is when Snapchat was popping off, and they were like, "Of course." They were like, "We will answer any question you have for us," and they were so fucking nice. So then I go up to Kendall, like on the dance floor, and I was like, Kendall, would you like to be on the Galore Snapchat? And she was like, no, no, no. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, really fair enough. You're not that famous. No, it's no. We are all about consent here. Exactly. So then, like two, three nights later, I was at ASAP Rocky's launch party for his collab with guests. It was at the box. Do you know that club in mm-hmm. like Chinatown sort yeah, of? Yeah, like, like they have like birds flying out of women's pussies and stuff. Is it that? Yeah, place? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the launch box. party was at the box. <laughs> I was up in VIP with um, a couple of my coworkers, and I had been up there for a while. We were on the top floor. Like ASAP Rocky was like ten feet away from us the whole night. Just trying to play it cool because I was like, I'm not going to ask ASAP Rocky to be on the Snapchat. Like he's way too cool. So. <laughs> I was like, I have to go to the bathroom and the bathroom was downstairs. So I started to walk down the stairs to the bathroom and I saw this big line of people coming back up the stairs. And I was like, Ooh, if I leave VIP now, I'm probably not going to get back in. Cause we, (laughs) it was a struggle to get into the party in the first place. Like there was like one influencer with us who actually didn't get in and she had like 80,000 followers and they wouldn't even let her in, but they just let me in because I had like the name of the magazine. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I barely got into this party. If I leave VIP now, I'll never get back up there. So I turned back around to go back up the stairs. And this girl to my left is like, don't let her up. She's a psycho. To the woman in front of her. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've been up here for like two hours. And I just kept going. And then when I got up to the top of the stairs, I was like, wait a minute. And I looked back and it was Kendall. Kendall and called you a psycho? Kendall called me a psycho. And she was with- Molly, Bella- that's, that's making it. You, you're a, that's, you made it. She was with Bella Hadid and Haley Bieber. Haley Baldwin at the time. Baldwin. And she had tried to get the PR woman of, I think it, she was the PR of the box to kick me out of the box. And even the PR woman was just like, what are you talking about? This is just like some random person. Like Kendall thought that I was following her up the stairs. Just to get her on the Snapchat? Right. And like, no. And she was like, get her out of here. She's a psycho. Can you believe that? But also I was like, okay. Well, no, but I think that is like, first of all, I think it's such a great prelude to this story because it's actually a perfect example of where Kendall's just a little off. She is just off. Off. And like she frames it as anxiety. Whole thing with the tequila is like authentic tequila that took four years in Calabasas to make that sentence doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. So this tequila ad is her Pepsi ad 2.0. It's the exact same same. level of not missing the forest for the trees. Just so confused about what's going on. Like actually thinking that you're doing something exactly the opposite. Like, like when she did the Pepsi, I'm curious. Let's just start with the Pepsi commercial. 
Yes. What do you think? For people who don't remember, the Pepsi commercial was she is at like a Black Lives Matter protest and she's in the middle of a photo shoot and she sees that people are protesting and she throws off her wig and she grabs a can of Pepsi and she marches up to the cops in their riot gear and hands them a Pepsi and then racial harmony is achieved. And it was a huge backlash. Immediately people were like, is this a joke? Talk about missing the point, not knowing what's going on. And really, again, we started the episode talking about the friend's cash grab. This is a cash grab. Yeah. FC's a cash grab. She's like, okay, you'll pay me a lot of money to do this thing. I'm sure you have my best interest in mind. And then there's no other thought. Yeah. This is the thing. And then when, when, when the whole backlash blew up in her face, she was just upset that people were mad at her. They did a whole episode on it. And at no point was she like, I don't want to denigrate the Black Lives Matter movement. It was just, I didn't mean to make people mad. And it's like, you don't even understand why you made people mad. All you understand is that people are mad and they're mad at you and you just want it to stop. And you're just sorry. Like that's even when I'm, again, not to make this all about my exes, there's nothing I hate more than a generic sorry. Yeah. You cannot, if you're dating me and I'm upset about something and you come back and go, look, I'm sorry. My next text is, for what? What are you sorry for? You've reflected? I know, I shouldn't have sent 30 fucking abusive text messages, but you've taken them in? Tell me, what have you learned from this dialogue? And it's nothing. It's never anything. They just don't want to be in a fight anymore. That is Kendall. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's Kendall. So I will say about this tequila thing, even though she's my celebrity arch nemesis, even though she tried to get me thrown out of a party. Also, two things. First thing, I don't think she recognized me from the party earlier in the week when I was doing my job and trying to get her on Snapchat. No, she's looking for psychos. She's a, well, I won't tell you. I want you to guess her astrology, yeah. but she's I a little think, bit on the lookout for psychos. Yeah, I think that she just thinks that anyone in her vicinity who's not famous and important is a psycho. That's what I think. And I think she's got a little bit of the like Meghan Markle syndrome in that way. And Mm -hmm. the second thing that I want to say is I did not recognize her while I was looking her in the eye and she was trying to kick me out of this party and saying, don't let her in. She's a psycho. I didn't recognize her. I didn't know who she was because she, and here's the thing. I've seen every other Kardashian in person and Almost all of them. Can't miss them. They have that inner glow. Kim Kardashian, when you see her in real life, she is a planet with its Uh own gravitational pull. She has that thing where even if you didn't know who she was, you would look at her and be like, oh my God, like that's a person. That's an important person. Can't take your eyes off her. Right. Kendall had the opposite. Kendall is wallpaper. That was the third party that I've ever, it's the third party I've been to with her. And every time I've seen her at a party, it's literally like, um, like a cattail in a marsh. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Waving in the wind with a hot dog for a head and don't notice, you know, you're just like, well, there's another human being. No, I don't but like, know. isn't it interesting though? Like, if we're talking about like everything is mirrors, right? Kendall doesn't know what's going on around her, and making eye contact with her, you can't identify her, right? 
like she's sort of just she's an enigma she's a fugazi (laughs) she she is a fugazi of an attractive model woman well and she's just she's very lucky that she like if she were born in public school in jersey with us she would have just been tall and skinny People say that she's not a good model. I disagree with that. I think she's a great model because she's mutable. She is very mutable with her face and she is beautiful and she has an incredible physique, unreal physique. Like the way that she's built is you can tell that one of her parents is an Olympian. She's a Jenner man. She is such a, no, that is Caitlyn's daughter. That is fucking daughter she's incredible jeans and she's gorgeous but she does not have that inner glow i saw kirstie mm-hmm. alley in a restaurant one time <laughs> in, and this is no i love i love no right kirstie's actually got it she's got it we want to see her we can't stop staring at right. her this was at a time when the tabloids were saying like she's fat she looks awful she's lost it and no. to be fair but she was still gorgeous yep, yep. Stunning, like yeah, everyone's beautiful. eye in the restaurant diverted to her because she and it had, wasn't even because like they saw look who's talking or look who's talking too. It's because she just had that thing. It's because they saw for richer or poorer. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're right. My bad. That's actually exactly what they. they it were was because like, we're in Pennsylvania. That Americana cover was was in their head. They were like, we saw the only movie about Amish people, and we loved it. Yeah, I, I oh. think that's exactly right. Yeah. It is because she, she's magnetic. Kim's magnetic. Yeah. Chris is magnetic. And Kendall's not magnetic. So, okay. Kylie's magnetic. Kylie is less magnetic than Kim, but she's still a little magnetic. I feel like Kylie may be more like of a process. Like, like even in Crystal, there's like hematite magnets that have been like, like basically magnetized, but they still are. But they're magnets. She's been magnetized. Kylie has been magnetized. Oh, wow, wow, wow. What a great analogy. She's been charged. She's been sitting out in the sun for just long enough. Yeah. She's still in the crystal shop. And actually, she's really fun to work with. But like, let's be clear. This isn't just like, this isn't like come from the mountain and is like, has magical properties. It was, it was ionized and charged. Yes, absolutely agree. Okay. So let me guess Kendall's uh, sign. I Mm -hmm. actually know... That she's got some heavy Scorpio placements. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of just my general research. If into you're it. calling someone a psycho, it means that you think you're a psycho. And that is state-of-the-art Scorpio. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. Say that again for, for the people in the back. You know, it's just like we are always calling people what we are. And if you find yourself calling people psycho you want to look at where scorpio is in your chart because scorpio would be the sign that is psycho enough to not even get how psycho they are but just project it on other people and call them psycho and use that as a way to try to kick a stranger out of a party or just like you know know, toilet paper or house p.s check out our sweet but scorpio merch because because we know how it is to be a scorpio you are sweet but you will toilet paper that house yes okay so she's got some scorpio energy Mm mm-hmm I think she's got, she's kind of, it's kind of weird because it's like, she comes across as being very emotional, but I don't think she actually is. No, I don't think she, I don't think she actually experiences emotions at all. Yeah. I don't think she has any like water placements. 
Well, okay, yes. Well, Scorpio is water, but oh fuck, I didn't realize that. Well, the water sign, but she she has her Saturn in a water sign, but that's where you know water wherever Saturn is in your chart is kind of like one of the most major challenges of your life. It's it's like your burden, just your cross to bear. Mm-hmm. So for her to actually become a sensitive person is like a huge part of her life's work, but it does not come easy to her, no. Okay. That's that that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's a Scorpio, I think Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think for what do you think for moon and rising? <laughs> I think her moon's gotta be Earth. Because, or no, 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 no. I don't think that. I don't think that. Because this is the thing. I have a lot of earth placements and I always think of that as being unemotional, but I'm learning that it isn't. No, earth is emotional. Earth might not express emotions, but earth is like, earth is earth, bro. Yeah, okay. It's Gaia. Then I think her moon is is in a fire sign. I think that her moon is like maybe leo just because like her she definitely seems very say hair she does not have thick hair she doesn't have yeah i think she's very preoccupied with the spotlight and with attention yeah but okay stay there but leo at least is a performer with a stage right and she's not a performer with a stage she doesn't know how she's coming across she's just fucking burning shit aries moon aries moon aries rising Whoa! Okay, and her moon is actually in her twelfth house with an with a later degree Aries rising. Scorpio Sun Aries Moon Aries rising. That is. But I want to give you some credit, Ma, because actually, and I want to give it away. Her Midheaven Legacy, right on your Sun, right on my Moon Mars. She's an eight degree Capricorn Legacy, so she is here to do business and to achieve and to be a boss lady. But she has an Aries rising with her moon in Aries, but it's in the 12th house. So she doesn't, she is impulsive in a way that she cannot explain. Wow. She has no idea. It's like blinder than blind. Aries being the maybe blindest sign, it's like the most, like it's like just born. Her emo, so she's an Aries rising, but then her emotions are still in her subconscious, her soul, her emotions, her moon's in her 12th house. So at her best, she could just be like feeling for the collective, but it's an Aries with all this shit. No, she's literally just, she's feeling for the collective enough to know what she thinks. In my mind, when I look at this chart, I'm like, she's like, uh, all those men have to kill companies. I'll be the woman with a tequila company. But here's the thing. She thinks that's like empowering. Right. And, and she thinks it's empowering. She thinks it's good business and she thinks it's safe. And then she thinks that she's like doing it differently because she's actually going to go to Mexico and she's going to shoot a promo. Right. Now here's the thing. When I was, when I was looking all this up and I was seeing all the reports, what everyone's upset about, there's so many things out there. They're like, George Clooney has a tequila company. The Rock has a tequila company. There's like 12 celebrities that have big tequila companies, okay? Here's the difference. In the same vein, you know what? I got to be honest. If I saw Brad Pitt at a rally and he gave a cup of Coke, I, I wouldn't be pissed about it, okay? To make that the brand choice is fucking insane 
That is so awesome. To make what? The brand choice? To be like, I'm going to leave this shoot and walk through the protest. Well, she didn't make that choice, but she definitely approved it and had her people pour over every moment of it. Well, and to be fair, I would probably, the same, I don't think she was a little girl being like, someday I'll go to Mexico and, and exploit those workers and have a tequila company. No, this is a family that is obsessed with business. She might be the least descript of them all. And tequila is such a popular drink. And all these men, and she has an extremely male chart. This is a very masculine. She is not like her sister. Well, you just told me I have an extremely male chart. It doesn't mean. You do, but it's different. You're not, you don't have a war chart. Aries rising, Aries moon, Scorpio sun, Scorpio mercury, Mars in Sag, Jupiter in Sag, Capricorn midheaven. This bitch is like here to fucking fight and she does not know what about. Yes. She's leading with that. Aries baby, I'm crying and I don't even have an opinion. Just clap for me. Aries doesn't, Aries is just impulse. She is like primed for conflict at all times. And I think that's why she does feel that she struggles with anxiety because I think she's making conflicts out of nothing 24 seven. She thought that me walking up the stairs next to her was a conflict. Also like not only was that a conflict, but like to call you a psycho, like I want to be crystal clear at this time. The only reason that they were even in Nordstrom's was because of Kylie's Snapchat. So right. for uh, for the magazine who's hosting the party in the VIP area to want to get the- Well, we weren't hosting the party and this wasn't it. Yeah. Okay, well- This party was for ASAP Rocky for guests. I know I dropped too many parties in a row. No, I love it. I actually would just continue the rumor that it was your party and I would actually just blow it. I would just be like, it was Molly's party. She was actually the host. Okay. But regardless, it's- Okay, you are obviously working and Snapchat- was the thing no I mean, it wasn't that like you was like come be on only fans with me the time that she said i was a psycho was nothing to do with snapchat but didn't you but you asked her the night before like three nights before yeah no this chart she did remember you you think because 100 think about she would not just call some chick a psycho no 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 she was pissed that you asked her to do anything and was having a bad mood and maybe had her period and doesn't have enough mental depth to go maybe i was just in a bad mood she thought that girl tried to get me on snapchat no no i think she's like i think she's like vengeful no i think she remembered you wow there's no way that she would call i mean maybe there's a way but i don't think she'd be like that girl's a psych no 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 no. i think if she was annoyed with you three scorpios i mean you're with the scorpio you know yeah don't forget a single fucking detail Scorpios, no. Your Mars is in Scorpio. You know about Scorpio. Scorpios actually know every fucking thing that's going on, and they're going to use it at a time that you least expect to fucking fuck you or to fuck you, right? It's either going to fuck you or it's going to fuck you, right? Scorpio could be good too, okay? I like Scorpios. But no, the fact that she called you a psycho. And three days before, she was like, don't you dare. Put me on, what is it called, Snapchat? It's like, yo, bitch, first of all, you're lucky that Kylie uh, turned herself into a human filter because that's why you guys are anywhere, okay? You guys know about fucking Snapchat. into a human filter. No, no, Kylie's a filter. That is something that I need to make a mental note 
<laughs> to remember that you said because it's so good and I'm going to think I thought of it and I'm going to accidentally say Molly, it. we're a team. As long as one of us has an income, we're fine. Use it if you got it, okay? No, I'm not going to use it. I, I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I'm really. signposting it right now that Sarah Armour came up with Kylie Jenner is a human filter. But isn't that what she is? I mean, I didn't even come up with it. I'm just, I'm just reporting. Like, she... She not only was the number, she invented Snapchat and then she actually just turned it into her IRL avatar. Yeah. So for Kendall to be such a bitch about it is so fucking whack. You know, it's like, Kendall, you know, Chris knows who butters her bread. Do you? Yeah, Kendall doesn't know. You think you can move out at 17 with three giant skinny dogs and call yourself a woke adult? You are asleep and you are. Even the fact that she's like so private about her her like personal life, it's like, yo, Kendall, what are you so afraid of happening? Well, but then it's like, okay, well, this is what. The minute she makes an actual choice, it's always fucking wrong, right? Like even the basketball player, he's like the one basketball player in the NBA that I am not attracted to. I mean, she's like the one ugly b-ball player, but okay, that's not the point. The point is, Pepsi commercial. If you ran that commercial by almost anyone's desk during the Black Lives Matter protests at the beginning of the global pandemic when there was more visceral human connected pain that we could all actually agree on. She's going to give the, she's going to leave the photo shoot at the big shoot to walk across the, and like she's fucking Moses just parting the fucking sea of libs to give the cop a Pepsi. Uh, I'm puking. Okay. Now here's the thing. It's not that it's, there's all, there's all these things now that are like, it is, it is straight up. It is straight up misogynist. Like this is the patriarchy. Why Kendall gets fucking fucked up about the, everybody is a, everybody in Hollywood has a tequila brand, but we hate Kendall for it. Actually, actually, no, we don't hate Kendall for having a tequila brand. Okay. Let's be real. I had Chipotle for dinner. I'm not like, I'm not like, I didn't even hate Bieber's dreadlocks, okay? I, I think that we do need to honor cultures and, and that we should get, you know, the only place that tequila can actually be made is Mexico. It's the only place agave grows, okay? So if there is business uh, that is of the, of the tequila kind, not only are we, I, I think we should be very conscious of making sure that we are overpaying the people who are actually well, that's the problem the, the, the problem is that you know the gringos go down and overpay the tequila companies and it prices out all of the local mexican tequila brands okay so number one that's fucked up but then the, the double worst thing here aside from that is that her commercial was her pretending that she was down there picking the agave the, did you watch the commercial yes yes it is like cut to shot of Kendall walking with her braids and her cowboy hat across the the field cut to like little man next to his pueblo like hunched over with his donkey it's like yo Kendall that's not your homie <laughs> like you that you didn't grow and up taking like, agave with him and no, you fuck. know that that you know that they took the sombreros out of the scene at the last minute you know that at the I mean, last minute you know, like, they, do cowboy hat do cowboy Cowboy said yeah. it's American. She is from America. Do cowboy hat. At the last minute, they were God. like, the sombrero I, might be overkill and trash the sombreros. Right. right. She was actually hitting a pinata 
and there were tiny tequila shots coming out of it. And they were like, you know, this is actually inappropriate. No, but that's the, the only thing worse about this commercial would have been if like Ted Cruz was actually one of the spokespeople going like, yeah, in Cancun, we have the best tequila, you know, like yeah. it would have been like, like she actually like, it, it's, it's like, it's not that it's it, appropriation is such a complex issue. You know, I, I would hope that anybody who is sourcing the product from the only place it comes that is specifically underprivileged that we that as people of power let's just assume that everyone's a good dude and we have obviously would do everything we could to to create more equality on earth because that actually helps everybody okay shocker i know but she is caitlin Dar, so who knows what the fuck she's been programmed with but okay okay fine fine make it to kill company 818 the fucking local authentic calabasas tequila not possible but okay but then it didn't even i would like it better if it was a pool party with the kardashians chugging 818 tequila to the face being like yo now i'm fun okay but also the the other thing with the with the the hombres is like yo dude i i don't think you've ever been to mexico unless you were staying at the four seasons okay so let's not act like you've been like preparing your empire it's like give me a break when the Kardashians go to Mexico, they stay with the founder of Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They stay at his villa. But second oh, of all, no. I think Worse that than the four seasons. I think that they couldn't win because I think if they did a Calabasas pool party drinking tequila, it would get just as much outcry. She couldn't win with this. And the reason why she couldn't win is because everyone hates her because she comes across really inauthentic. And the whole family has been dinged for cultural appropriation again and again and again and again. And she does not offer any relatable part of herself to the public. Well, right. That's actually the issue. It's that there's no other side. There's no... Let me tell you something. Pimples when you're a teenager and struggling with anxiety as a famous person actually ain't it. Yeah, it's not. It's like not that interesting. Oh, she struggles with white teeth. I I did a video with Lucia a few months ago where I was doing my moon character and I was upset that she appropriated the moon. For fucking moon moon teeth brand. She sort of is just like, she actually is just, I mean, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Double entendre. She's a poser. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh my God, yeah, that's a poser and a poser. Oh, she's a model, I get it. Yes, that is it. Wow, how can we make that merch a poser? But really, she's a poser. Even if you watch some of the videos, she's actually just like in Mexico learning about it. So she's never heard of it's not like she was like, someday I'm gonna make this myself. It's yeah. like she's like, mm, what do people what do people want to buy? What do people want to get fucked up on? We're gonna black out on or make they're making web series where they're all just drinking now. Yeah. Because it's like we're own company. It's like it's okay. so it's just so inauthentic. Like and it doesn't be less authentic. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense with her. Like, it's just, she's... It makes no sense. Also, because her whole thing before this was like, I don't do personal life. You never see me drinking. You don't see me out. I am not interested in the spotlight. It would make more sense if she picked up, you know, a wine or a beer to, to, to take over. So her lack of awareness is what gets me she just doesn't seem to be plugged into the like human being conversation almost at all yeah but also like we love to hate skinny pretty girls yes yes yes, we love to hate kardashians kendall has primed us to hate her in a variety of ways so it's a perfect storm for backlash and like whether it's fair or not doesn't really matter because 
the fact that we are spending this much time on it is actually kind of unfair. If you look at actual damage that it's doing compared to, I'm sure that like whatever tequila company is owned by like Anheuser-Busch or whatever is destroying more small towns in Mexico than Kendall's little piddly little tequila company ever will. But it's like, it really is though, like, it actually she's an is an easy op- target, is what I'm saying. She's an easy target. Well, but she's an easy. But I guess I need to watch the other commercials because I don't. Rec- I don't remember Clooney and Gerber in Mexico. But when I saw those Kendall Jenner beauty shots in the fields, I was because like, "We hate women who own their beauty. We do. We hate it." No, but I didn't hate her. I love her beauty. I hate that she's pretending that she's been in the fields picking with her hombres. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need her to pre- – I would rather her say, hey, you guys, I'm a Kardashian and I'm a fucking party girl and I love drinking tequila and blacking out and fucking people. So I went down to Mexico and I found my favorite flavor and, and, and I'm working with these guys now. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't think that Kim is sewing the clothing either, right? Like yeah. we do understand. Oh my god! Wa- okay, I want to watch. But we, it's I just, just say- a photo. It's just a photo. But oh, this was perfect. the photo that was everywhere. It just we do understand that we do understand that the nature of business. Like, look, like you know. Okay, okay, wait. Let me see. And here's another one. Where all right, all right. Yeah, they're okay, hoisting their shot glasses, surrounded by men in sombreros. But I guess the difference is they don't have the sombreros on. Well, they're not sombreros. They're cowboy hats. But they don't have. <laughs> The vaquero. Well, actually, hat. no. To me, this is actually much more. This is much different. This is right. They're going. Hey, look at these dudes. We are celebrating this culture, but we are not of that culture. Kendall was in a Halloween costume of I picked this. I picked this agave too, and yeah. it's like nah, bitch. And like, it doesn't seem like in the. It seems like in these. So yes, these are obviously images, and maybe I'm just biased because I love fucking men, and I and I'm a fat woman right now, right? So who knows? Maybe it's my own shit. But it just feels like at least this is clearly not them being like, oh, we made this for you. They're like, hey, here we are partying with these real deal bros who, who they make this shit. Yeah, yeah. In the field, touching the, touching the fucking the stalks of growth and foliage. It's like Kendall. I don't even think there's foliage in Calabasas. I do still think that there is an element of sexism and misogyny in how much we hate Kendall for it. I really do. Okay, here's my question though. And do she, you and think it would be do you think it would be as extreme if the Pepsi commercial did not happen? No, it wouldn't be as extreme. That right. Pepsi I think actually the Pepsi commercial is why this is such a problem. Yeah, exactly. The Pepsi commercial was like her undoing. She she yeah. had she had it made. She was in the famous family, but she never spoke. She never had a personality. She has this classy aura that she does not really ever did anything to earn that. And people assumed, people projected onto her, oh, she doesn't have as overt plastic surgery. She's not loud. She doesn't talk about her vagina like Chloe does. Like we assumed that she was like a good person just for those stupid, stupid reasons. And the Pepsi commercial is what brought that down. Yeah, but and you know what else? Never I, recovered. Please know about other people than just skinny, white, plastic surgery, teenagers becoming millionaires. Like, I just think Kendall has no context. Yeah. And it shows and it hurts uh, people 
who I don't think it hurts anybody. I just think she, it sucks. It's like you it annoys suck. people. It annoys, it annoys people. people. And then we have we're talking. You don't you want to get off the podcast because we could keep talking about how much we're annoyed by it for hours because yes. it is so annoying. So it's just like yeah, Kendall, we forgive you, and we do not care if white people open Chipotle's or have tequila companies. We do hope that you're not uh, destroying a local economy. And, yeah, we just like want you to. I do think there's just like different ways. You just be respectful of the reality of what's going. You didn't make the tequila in your backyard as a passion project. Get yeah. real. Yeah, it's a business. Well, this has been space trash. Ugh, what a journey. I mean, it is Mercury retrograde, and you guys are gonna feel it, but we're feeling it too. And honestly, hang in there. Do not make any rash choices. All you need to do is observe, take notes, have gratitude. And what Molly said at the beginning is so right. It's good advice for everything. Do not focus on – it's why. Don't when you're going to get plastic surgery and if you're going to do mercury retrograde. Do not focus on what is wrong. Do not focus on what's you know what needs to be better about you or what's broken about you. Focus on what's going right. Let go of the things that – the thoughts and the ideas that are, are just not quite working. But if there are things that you're excited about, just give them love and have gratitude. And, and after this eclipse cycle, you'll be in a whole different place. So just let fate have its way with you. And just don't try to control too much. I mean, even Kendall, she's feeling it, you know? And who knows? Maybe at the end of this, she's going to move to Mexico and give all the money to the, to the children in the orphanage. So, you know what? We'll see. She's definitely not going to do that, but, you know. We'll see. So well, probably you know something. what? Eclipse seasons are crazy, bro. Eclipse seasons are crazy. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. 